This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. Discover the specialized and mainstream technology that's transforming the lives of blind and partially sighted Canadians. From the simple to the sophisticated. We'll explain what it is and how to make the most of it. This is the CNIB Smart Life Tech Cast. Here are your hosts, Jason Fair and Chris Chamberlain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CNIB Smart Life TechCast. Today's episode, we are speaking with Kim Kilpatrick, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of scanning and reading apps, so apps that allow you to read text using your phone. Chris Chamberlain here uh, with Jason. To start with, could you give us a little bit about your background with respect to technology for the benefit of our audience? Yeah, so I've been totally blind since birth, and I've kind of gone through the generations of, you know, from Perkins Brailler to typewriters to thinking about there could be more things available to this explosion of technology, um, really fast moving now with smartphones and Braille displays. And um, I never thought of myself as a techie person because I'm a, a people person and I worked in long-term care and other jobs where I was really working with people. But the part, the thing about technology that I love is being able to do things with it and help people learn it and to, to just really see how much more we can do now than we couldn't do before. And it just, it just excites me. So I really like playing with tech and, um, I don't I don't program it. I don't know how to physically fix tech or program tech, but I just love playing with tech and having tech and testing it and on and helping others learn it. So um, uh, it's just been an exciting time and a time where tech is moving faster. The advancements are just moving faster every single year, which I'm sure both of you would know. I often say that it's my job is 50 percent keeping up. Uh, just just, try, just trying to keep up uh, with what's going on. I feel that too, because everyone asks me, and like now I'm beta testing iOS 13 and I'm beta testing some other devices. And, you know, you just, every time you have to read, there's apps, there's new things coming and new ways of navigating. And yeah, just, it is. It, you just have to keep on top of it all the time. We want to talk about scanning and reading. The very first device that was able to scan text and read it, I believe, was the Kurzweil Reader, which uh, before we started recording this, we were discussing this. And this is the unit that came out. Chris, was it mid-70s? When when did that come out? Uh, Yes, Dr. Raymond Kurzweil developed that in the uh, early to mid-70s. And I believe it was actually introduced, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can correct me, but I think it was 1975. And the first machine was about the size of a, well, I guess a standard washing machine, I would say, quite wow. large and um, very robotic in terms of A, it's scanning, and B, the results it gave you and the synthetic voice it used. And it, it took up a lot of space. It required a lot of training. But that was the first model of OCR that was introduced back then. Yeah, and I remember um, hearing about it before it was, because before that, I had started to learn to use the Opticon. I don't know if you, Chris, learned the Opticon, but oh, I, I did guess learn that the was Opticon. the precursor yes. to scanning. scanning yes, in a way. Kim, yes. <laughs> and 
if you were reading one letter at a time with these little funny pins that came up on a display. So people were saying, well, it's going to be better. There's going to be this thing where you could do a whole page. And I was thinking, there's no way that's going to happen. And eventually I saw one. I didn't see one till in the 80s. But yeah, it took up a whole desk and it was very loud. And yeah, the, the Opticon, for anybody who hasn't been doing <laughs> doing this as long as we have, we're definitely dating ourselves here. The Opticon was a device that was developed by, I believe it was Telesensory Corporation, which is, is not around anymore. There were two gentlemen involved. Um, I forget the name of the first one. The second one was Jim Bliss, who was the founder of Telesensory Systems around 1971 or 72. Yeah. So the Opticon was a device that you would take this little handheld camera and you would run it over a page and each letter that you ran the camera over, you'd get these little vibrating pins that would pop up in the shape of the letter. So you, you literally could read print uh, or, yeah, even could. Or, or even handwriting uh, if, yeah. you, you know, if, you, if you had the skill to do it. You well, could, and if you were a fairly accomplished Opticon user, you might be able to read upwards of 25 to 30 words a minute. But that was that was real production. That was. But the problem with it was you had to scan the camera down, so there would be could be pictures in the middle of a page or things. So you didn't actually. You would also find the next line and make sure you weren't. You know, it was. It was great to do it. I, I remember getting learning it when I was about eight, and they they my mom used to type me letters and I could read them. I mean, really slowly. And then I remember we. The teachers got us to take one to a restaurant and read the menu, the pizza menu. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was so scared. I was carrying it across the parking lot. They said, okay, Kim, carry it. And then I'm like, this is expensive. Like, what if we drop it or we drop pizza on it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, it, and it resembled a, uh, it was about the size of a, I guess, a standard cassette recorder. You had to know the shapes of your letters. So if you were blind since birth, um, as I was, luckily for me, we had magnetic letters on our fridge. So I did know the <laughs> capital, um, but you did have to learn that alphabet. So it wasn't reading to you in Braille or any other form. So, yeah. so needless to say, we've come a, an extremely long way. We've come from dishwasher sized, you know, $30,000 pieces of equipment to apps that fit in your pocket and cost either nothing or really insignificant amounts of money. So it's, it really is pretty amazing. If you had told me you know, 20 years ago that we, we'd be where we are today, I don't, I don't know what I would have said. What I want to talk about today is, is some of the apps that are available now on your smartphone or on your PC to, to read text because um, I would love it if the world would go paperless and we never had to deal with um, inaccessible print paper. But unfortunately, we're not there yet. We might get there, but we're certainly not there yet. So... No. We we definitely run into situations where we do need to scan uh, or read printed material. And there, the great thing is, is you've got all kinds of options. Um, there's apps such as KNFB Reader, which we're going to talk about in a bit, but it's not actually that widely used anymore. But it was one of the first of its kind for scanning. But then we've got uh, newer apps like seeing AI, which is free. I know, Kim, there's a particular app that, I, that you've been using lately that you really enjoy. Can you tell us about that and a little bit about what it is and what it does? So this app is called Voice Dream Scanner. Voice Dream Scanner, because people think stream. And it's one of the family of Voice Dream apps. And they're all very good. A Voice Dream Reader especially, and I'll mention it in conjunction with the scanner, because Voice Dream Reader 
anything you scan, you can put it right into Voice Dream Reader. And Voice Dream Reader, I use to read Sila books and and Bookshare books and documents and PDFs and all kinds of stuff. Voice Dream Scanner costs about $8 Canadian in the App Store, $8.49 or something like that. And uh, I love it because it's a very easy app to use. It has very few buttons on the app. And also, it lets you know when all four corners of your page are in view. And it also lets you scan multiple pages, although I haven't haven't done that, but I have scanned and saved things into VoiceStream Reader. So does it scan the pages um, and then you have to export them to VoiceStream Reader to read them, or can you read them right no, in? You, you can read them right in the app, but if you want to save them, you can save them into VoiceStream. I think you can save them other places, too. Okay. Okay. But, but what I like, too, is when you're reading them in the app, the app then resembles voice dream reader and that there's a play pause button you can uh, use the same voice you're using in voice dream reader or you know you can change the rate of speech as it looks like voice dream reader screen when you're reading a document so if you're familiar with one the other one screen is quite similar not the scanning screen but once you start reading it's quite Does similar. It scan a document very quickly kim yeah, yeah, it's 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 fast. Yeah, it's it's really it's really good. The only drawback of it right now is it doesn't do columns, and he's working on that. The developer knows that is a drawback, and he is working on that to to get it to do columns. So it's and not good with that. And presumably, you can control the reading in terms of uh, words, lines. Yeah, with your with your phone. Yeah, you can. It's similar to the voice stream reader screen, so you can change it, okay. you know, to words lines, and you can go through it word by word. And I, I think I know once it's in voice stream reader for sure, I can use my braille display to read it. I haven't actually tried using a braille display to read it within the within the app, but I think so. That would be good for anyone who has hearing issues and uses braille with their. Um, with their scanning solution because some of them you can't actually you know read that way so when you say that it lets you know when all four corners are in view is that a speech feedback or is it a like a tone or how well, does it do? there's a tone and it gets louder when it's centered and then you can set it to take the picture automatically when it notices. very simple yeah that's yeah. great what i'm going to do now is insert a quick demo of using voice dream scanner what you'll hear is me opening VoiceDream Scanner, holding the camera over a page, lifting the camera up, and then you'll hear the tone and the image will be captured. And then I'll press the play button to read it. After I do that, I'm going to save that page to VoiceDream Reader. VoiceDream Capture Image button. Image preview. Double tap to capture image. Play button adjustable. Swipe up to rewind and swipe down to fast forward. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. This week's JAWS tip concerns quickly changing the speech rate. 
To adjust the speech rate, you can use the following keys anywhere on your system. You don't need to go into the JAWS menus. Increase speech rate temporarily until you switch applications using Alt Plus Tab. CTRL Plus Alt Plus Page Up Decrease Speech Rate Temporarily until you switch applications using Alt Plus Tab. CTRL Plus Alt Plus Page Down. To return the rate to the default setting without switching applications, you can press Insert Plus Escape. To change the default speech rate for JAWS, just add the Windows key. So increasing the default speech rate would be CTRL Plus Windows Plus Alt Plus Page Up. Discard button. Pause button. Adjustable. Discard button. Keep button. Capture image button. Edge detection on button. Flashlight on button. Batch mode off button. Auto capture on button. Auto capture on batch mode off. Flashlight on. Edge detection. Capture image. Save button. Clear button. Save button. Save alert. Save to voice stream reader button. Text field alert. Title. Text field is editing. This week selected. Cancel button. OK button. Alert. Document saved. Clear all scan pages. Document saved. Clear all scan pages. Keep button. Delete button. Keep button. Delete button. I want to talk a bit about camera placement because you don't have a flatbed scanner. You're not just slapping the page down on a piece of glass and, and having it read to you. You do have to develop a skill with camera placement. And now the first thing to keep in mind is that the camera is not in the center of your phone. In fact, some of the cases, I've got an OtterBox case on, on my phone and there is a round opening right in the center of the phone on the back. And so you might think that that's where the camera is, but that's actually where the Apple logo is. So it's not, um, the camera's not there. The camera is actually in the upper uh, right corner of your phone. And if you've got a newer iPhone, the camera actually has a little, little bump where the camera lens is and the flash is right next to it. So I put the phone down sort of put it down on the center of the page and then lift up is typically yeah. what I do. That's and, what I do. And I try to center the camera lens, not the phone, um, but the camera lens on the center of the page and then just gradually pull up. As you pull up, you'll start to hear these these tones to, to let you know what, once you're once your page is lined up and if you have voice stream scanner set to automatically take the picture then it will it will do that the other thing that you need to keep in mind is lighting um, i've found that if i'm in a really dark room i believe it will use the camera flash but sometimes it's not enough um, you do often need to have the lights on in a room uh, to make sure that you get a good scan uh, again that is a bit different than the old scanners because the old scanners had a light on them VoiceStream has a light. I don't know if it's an extra flashlight, but I find it, it does pretty well because I don't always know. I can see a little bit of light, but I don't always know if it's well lit enough. Um, but I did exactly what you said, Jason. Even though I knew in my head the camera was in the top right of my phone, I would put the middle, I would put the middle in the middle. I, I didn't think of it, and I think, why can't I do this properly? I don't know. Um, Another tip is to lean your elbows on the table as you lift it about elbow length, like about, you know, half an arm length up is, is usually good. Do you guys use a stand? Because that's another option that you can get a stand if you are a bit wobbly with your hands or holding your phone or you want to line it up. There are stands where the base has them. A nice like flat you know you can put the page in there and you can just leave your phone on it i i don't have one so i don't know but 
that's also an option. Do either of you use those those stands? I have one. Um, to be honest, I bought it and then pretty much never used it. Um, is Voice Stream Scanner available on Android? Do you know, or is he working on it? He's working on it. I don't know that it's there yet, but he's definitely he's going to. I think put it there. Not everybody is on iPhone. Not everybody wants to be on iPhone, and the some of these apps as good as they are, are unfortunately only available on Apple. Uh, so it'll be good once we start to see more more uptake on Android because I'd like to see more choice uh, in, in accessibility apps. There are alternatives on Android, but... Uh, not as certainly not as many as on iPhone. Um, yeah, because I, seeing AI is not available on Android either. No, yeah. I guess I guess that's where they all start, though, because Apple's such a popular platform and so accessible for us. Yeah, I think it, they start there. Yeah, knowing that it is. Yeah. If if you're on Android, um, a good option for text scanning. It's not as robust as some of the the. Apps, apps that we've mentioned on the phone, but one option is Envision AI. Uh, that That is on Android, and that does pretty good text scanning. Um, again, it's not going to do quite as much as what what these apps we're talking about do, but it's, um, it is a subscription-based service. I believe you pay just a you know, couple of dollars a month or something, and, uh, and you can have access to that. Uh, and that, act- that app is actually available on, on the iPhone as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just want to mention, so I, I think we were going to mention Seeing AI. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about scanning tips, there's a feature in Seeing AI, which is free. So Seeing AI, like artificial intelligence. And the short text scan on Seeing AI is really good for identifying something because it doesn't save any of that. But one of the problems I was having and people have when they first use it is they don't move their phone away from what they're scanning. So it just keeps reading the same thing over again because oh, you don't have yes. to touch anything or take a picture. You just hold your phone, hover it over something. And if you're hovering it over something and you don't move it, I, I would say, why does this keep reading? You know, so once you hear it, you have to either move your phone away and put it down or move it to a different part of the, of the paper. So that was a big um, problem I was having at first, and I couldn't figure that out. But it's because it's not taking a picture. It's just telling you what's in front. The other thing I was going to ask is, is Voice Stream Scanner, is the character recognition on device, or does it send it off to the cloud to be recognized? No, it's on the device. So apparently it's pretty secure. I don't, because because you can only use it. I don't remember what the lowest phone for it is, but it's one of those ones where, you know, the really old ones, it might not do it, but it does it on your device. That's something to be aware of is that some of these apps, in order to do character recognition, they actually send your page off to the cloud, off to the internet to be recognized, and then the text comes back. So, for example, with Seeing AI, the quick text option is done on device. So there's no, nothing gets sent for that. But the document scanner, that image does get sent off to Microsoft to be, uh, to be recognized. Same with barcodes and that sort of thing. I guess that's why there's such a lag time to get the mm-hmm. uh, translation back to you. It is a little slower than, than some other options, yeah. The, yeah. Quick te- the quick text option in Seeing AI, though, is pretty amazing. When, when Seeing AI first came out, yeah. I remember I was coming home on the streetcar and I just took the phone and held it up to the window with quick text on 
And it was reading like store signs as we were going by. Not maybe not the whole sign, but like I was, you know, I heard like Shoppers Drug Mart, various things like that. And it was pretty amazing some of the stuff that, that I was getting. I did that in the mall with the short text because, you know, malls are so confusing. So I just held my phone up and it, it didn't read all the store signs, but enough that you would kind of know, okay, I'm in front of the this carrier. And it read the info desk sign. So I was oh. looking for something and I went to the info desk by myself because I, I was able to. So some of those options are really good for for that. Very impressive. I sort of struggle with, especially now with the IRA five-minute free calls, when do you scan and when do you do an, an IRA call? You know, like... Ooh, that's an interesting discussion. I wonder now about that. When do I get a pair of eyes, you know, and they could send it to me, a document, or take a picture of it and send it to me, or when well, do I... So that's yeah. actually that's actually the big difference, uh-huh. right? That's the big difference, because IRA will take a picture of a document for you, but they can't do the recognition piece. So they could read the document to you over the phone, like the agent could read it to you. But if you actually want a hard copy of it, um, you're still going to have to do the character recognition piece. Okay. So when would you do one and when would you do... Now we're getting so many tools. It's almost like, when do I do this? Yes, which one do I use and when? Yeah. I think think if I want to make sure that I have a really accurate representation of a document and I and I want to you know hear that from somebody. So character recognition being what it is, it's not perfect. You're gonna get um you're gonna get you know some errors and especially let's say you're reading some kind of financial document that has a lot of numbers on it. Absolutely. You want to make sure those numbers are correct, right? And so I think I would use IRA for something like that because then you know somebody's looking at it, they're telling me what's going on. And then once I've heard it, then I can choose to do a scan of it if I want to. But I think if I'm really, really concerned about accuracy, I would use I would use IRA. So if yeah. they sent you the picture of the document, could you then put it in Voice Dream Reader and have a copy? I believe you could. Voice Dream Scanner, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could. You could. But did I mean, we, did, did, we uh, did we settle on for the first-time user... Which would be the simplest app to use? I think, honestly, I think Voice Stream Scanner is, is pretty darn simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very simple. It is, as is seeing AI, really. Yeah, yeah they're, really, they're yeah, both really, very simple, equal, yeah, really. really. Yeah, really, Voice Stream Scanner or seeing AI is, is very usable. Um, the other app that we didn't talk much about uh, is KNFB Reader, and that app is has been around for quite a while, um, but is is I would I would venture to say becoming fairly obsolete now. I and think so. Part of that yeah. part of that is the cost. Uh, the cost of KNFB Reader right now is around one hundred and fifty dollars Canadian, which is way way more than anything you're going to pay for any of these other apps. Because as we said, these other apps are anywhere between free and you know, 15 or $20. So I, I really don't think there's any reason. Um, it's not really a contender anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. No, I don't either. And and I haven't heard about it in a long time in terms of updates or anything specific that it can do that the others 
cannot do. No. The other thing to remember, it isn't all absolute nirvana. So, for example, if you're reading, um, well, let's use an example because we do it at home, a wine bottle. Here's a curved bottle and you can get the context off and you can't necessarily get all the print because it is a curved bottle, but you can at least get enough information to know you can fill in the blanks, so to speak. When it's a curved bottle, do you lay it flat on the counter and raise up the phone or do you leave it standing up and just back up with the phone parallel to the, to the bottle? I tend to leave it standing up, although I have set uh, bottles down, and it'll read that way, too, perfectly well. Yeah, I do that with jars. I put them, like, on their side on the counter, feel for the yeah. paper side, like yes. where there's a label, and then raise my phone up. Uh, but I'm not sure if it's, it's easier or better to leave it standing and then just back up, line up your phone with the countertop and, um, and get a get it that way i'm not I sure think, i think from a positioning point of view if you lay it down i think you can you can scan in a more steady manner i i agree yeah and that's that's what i do and for scanning something like a can or a jar i typically use the quick text function on seeing ai because it will very yeah. quickly tell you if there's text there whereas if you use one of these other apps where you have to take a picture you're, you know, rotate the jar, you know, half a turn or quarter turn, take a picture, see if there's anything there, you know, rotate it another quarter turn, take a picture. So it's, it's, it takes longer, right? So I find with quick text, I can much quickly, yeah. much more quickly get an idea of what, what I'm looking at. And if it's rounded, because it's reading continuously, like it's getting an image continuously, you just turn it a little bit and you get more or you move it down. So I agree if it's something like that, using that quick text feature of seeing AI or I guess on Android Envision AI. I don't I haven't tried Envision, but I guess it would be a similar uh similar thing that you you could do it. But you could read just about any um size and shape uh well, thing. Okay. Sure. You and know. you know, particularly if it's a wine bottle, you want it to be quick because you want to get it open and start consuming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't want to mess around. No. Exactly. Well, Kim, it's a real pleasure having you on our uh, our oh, podcast. Anytime you want me back. You're a real wealth of information and, and experience. And Well, you guys, too. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. All right, Kim, good yeah. chatting with you. Good right, to chat with you. See you guys. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. For feedback or suggestions, email us at techcast at cnib.ca. That's all one word. T-E-C-H-C-A-S-T at C-N-I-B dot C-A. For more CNIB Foundation podcasts, visit C-N-I-B dot C-A slash podcasts.